from Modern Babylon. This is Culture Contrarian, Ryan Miller. I wanted to continue moving forward on a couple of the United States codes. Uh, the most recent one I discussed was 18 U.S.C. 241, and we're going to go through three of them today. And uh, the first one will be criminal, and the last two will be civil. So we're going to, I'm going to speak these codes with emphasis. I'm going to dive into Black's Law Dictionary. This is the words where words had have legal definition. This is where uh, lawyers go to when they're drafting bills under legislation that are going to go through our legislature, um, and they refer to Black's Law Dictionary when they're creating these definitions. So this one is called 18, Co 18 U.S. Code 242. It's called deprivation of rights under color of law. I just do want to comment that uh, we the people, we, we citizens, this is a burden for us to know. The Supreme Court has told us that we have power and ignorance of the law is not a defense of the law, particularly in a court of law. And not only do we need to know this information, we need to speak respectfully and professionally to public servants when they're operating outside of their lawful authority. And this happens to be one of the codes which is heavily violated by our public servants and nobody knows to remind them or to keep them in their lane and nor, the, or, nor how to do that or how to say it. This isn't something we've taught. We've been taught. Many people do it um, based upon assumptions without understanding the way they need to do it. And it's, it's a very dangerous thing to do when you try to stand up to the authority because the authority has so many legal protections to cause harm for you and they say listen we're not going to have a legal debate on the sidewalk we'll just get you before the judge we'll financially harm you by creating false charges against you and we'll just decide it in the court of law and we'll let the judge rule on it and oftentimes the public servants are legally protected through qualified immunity so they can arrest you and they can book you and they can do all kinds of things and they'll never receive justice for it you may be out a couple hundred bucks may be on probation, may have to spend a couple thousand dollars to fight it, and at the end of the day, the case may be dismissed, and you may go the extra effort to get the records expunged, but the person who committed the, the crime against you goes scot-free, no consequences. Only way to do that is to take them through a federal court, which is quite, quite cumbersome, quite laborious, and requires a tremendous amount of knowledge and more money. Go figure. So let's go through 18 U.S.C. 242, deprivation of rights under color of law, a criminal statute. Whoever, hmm, very, very interesting, powerful first word, whoever under color of any law, statute, ordinance, regulation, or custom willfully subjects any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district to the deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities secured or protected by the Constitution or laws of the United States, or to different punishments, pains, or penalties on account of such person being an alien, or by reason of his color or race, then are prescribed for the punishment of citizens, shall be fined under this title, or imprisoned, not more than 10 years, or both. And if bodily injury results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include the use, attempted use, or threatened use of a dangerous weapon, what's a dangerous weapon? I think a dangerous weapon would be a gun. A dangerous weapon would be a, a taser. 
a bully stick. You know what else is a dangerous weapon? Pain compliance devices that can injure your shoulders and your wrists and cut skin and affect nerve damage and neuropathy in your hands. Oh, anyway, they continue. Explosives or fire shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. And if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include, here's another magical word, kidnapping. What's kidnapping? may want to look that up in Black's Law. Or an attempt to kidnap. Aggravated sexual abuse. Or an attempt to commit aggravated sexual abuse. Or an attempt to kill shall be fined under this title. Or imprisoned for any term of years or for life. Or both. Or may be sentenced to death. So let me ask you let me ask you a question. I'm John Q citizen and I'm navigating my life free. And for whatever reason a law enforcement officer wants me to stop. Absent having committed a crime, I have no obligation to stop. But if I don't stop, Violence may be perpetrated against me because he may use weapons to cause me to stop. So I know that he could pull out his taser or gun if I keep on walking because he has got some belief that I should stop. But if I say, officer, my detainer, I'm free to go, and he makes up something, I don't have a lawful obligation to stay in the proximity unless that officer has a lawful reason to detain me. But guess what? I have, I have a cardiac device in my chest. And I have no obligation to disclose that to an officer. And if I leave his deployment of a taser to stop me, what is his intention of that? His intentional use of that device is to stop my movement. What if his stopping of my movement ends my life because he didn't do anything lawful that required him to stop me from moving? Moving. And he winds up ending my life because he's ignorant. He didn't do any investigation. He didn't have a lawful reason to stop me other than that it's suspicion, which is not a misdemeanor or felony. And he pulls out a weapon and he tases me, puts me down on the ground, and I'm dead. That's a civil rights violation nine ways to Sunday. But my family is left without their dad and their husband. And the remedy for that requires a tremendous amount of knowledge and understanding as to how I need to conduct myself in the face of that authority. Sorry, little side side bend there. Let's continue. This is the next code, which is very important for us to know. This is a civil code. It's titled 42 U.S.C. 1983, Civil Action for Deprivation of Rights. Every person who under color of any statute, ordinance, regulation, custom, or usage of any state or territory of the District of Columbia, subjects or causes to be subject, any citizen of the United States or other person within the jurisdiction thereof to the deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities secured by the Constitution and laws shall be liable to the party injured in any action, suit in equity, or other proper proceeding for redress, except that in any action brought against a judicial officer for an act or omission taken in such officer's judicial capacity. Injunctive relief shall not be granted unless a declaratory degree was violated or declaratory relief was unavailable. 
for the purposes of this section, any act of Congress applicable exclusively to the District of Columbia shall be considered to be a statute of the District of Columbia. There's a little bit of overlap between 18 U.S.C. 242, 241, and 42 U.S.C. 1983. One is criminal, the other is civil. Now, let's get to a little meat. Let's get to a little meat. People haven't heard this one too often, but it's powerful. Civil, it's a civil infraction as well. 42 U.S.C. 3617. It's titled Interference, Coercion, or Intimidation. It shall be unlawful to coerce, intimidate, threaten, or interfere with any person in the exercise or enjoyment of or on account of his having exercised or enjoyed or on account of his having aided or encouraged any other person in the exercise or enjoyment of any right granted or protected by section 3603, 3604, 3605, and 3606 of this title. What do you think? Do you want to know what 3603, 3604, 3605? We'll dive into those on the next lesson. But if you've listened to me, you have heard I use the acronym ITDC. That if I'm forced to sign a contract, that if I don't sign that contract, that I will have a penalty for non-compliance, just as an example, that my employer says, if you do not get this medical intervention put into your bloodstream, you will lose your job. Wait a minute. If I don't do this, I'm going to lose my job? That sounds like a threat to me. So you're threatening me that my livelihood is predicated upon me participating in a medical experiment? Well, I'm going to sign this agreement with you and I'm going to ask you to give me some fair and reasonable compensation based upon that threat. So if you want me to get a tattoo on my forehead because I work at Walt Disney World that says WDW on my forehead, I'm willing to do that while I'm on campus of, as a cast member at Walt Disney World to keep my employment. Absolutely. But when I step off a of Walt Disney World property, I want you to have the ability to remove that tattoo from my forehead because you don't own me 24-7. I am not your slave. I'm not your indentured servant. Yes, I may have a contract to work with you for 40 hours a week, but the remaining hours of the week, I am a free citizen. So either you're going to offer me reasonable compensation for that, that tattoo on my forehead that while I'm not employed, I'm your billboard, or you're not. So we have to have a reasonable compensation. This is a contract, folks. You can't be threatened into a contract. You can't be threatened to marry someone under a shotgun. Contracts under threat are null and void. But we have an obligation. We have to memorialize that threat. So I'm willing to sign that agreement that, Mr. Employer, you're threatening me that I cannot keep my job unless I succumb to this medical experiment. Fine. I'm going to write my name and I'm going to put that under duress with the threat of violence, the threat of harm, you have coerced me 
into this agreement. I don't want to do it, but you're threatening me. I'm going to lose my job. That's not a willing, willing and uh, equal measure contract. So I'm going to encourage you to dive into reading more Black's Law Dictionary. I'm going to give you some of the definitions out of it right now. Some of these words, like here is one right now, threat. Let me give you the Black's Law Dictionary definition of the word threat. In criminal law, a menace, a declaration of one's purpose or intention to work injury to the person, property, or rights of another. A threat has been defined to be any menace of such a nature and extent as to unsettle the mind of the person on whom it operates and take away from his acts that free voluntary action which alone constitutes consent. So when that employer is saying, we need you to participate in this medical experimentation, however, I'm going to make your mind unease, unsettle the mind, because I'm going to unsettle it because I'm going to threaten your ability to continue making money for me and you're going to have to find alternate employment in this horrible economic situation. I'm going to threaten you to do this. I'm going to unsettle your mind. I'm just going to say, you're unsettling my mind. You've threatened me. What is intimidation? Every person commits a misdemeanor punishable with a fine or imprisonment who wrongfully uses violence to or intimidate any other person or his wife or children with a view to compel him to abstain from doing or to do any act which he has a legal right to do or abstain from doing. Mr. Jeff Gray, a well-known First Amendment auditor down in Florida who goes by the name of Honor Your Oath on YouTube, he has the right to stand in public by a veteran's memorial, standing underneath the old glory and the POW flag and any state flag that's there and hold a sign written on cardboard that says, God bless the homeless veterans. But inevitably, when he does that in the public square, in a county location or a state building or, or in a, a rest area on a highway, He's not panhandling. He's not soliciting funds. He's just holding a sign and repeating, God bless the homeless vets. And it is inevitable the public servants will lie, will lie and say he's panhandling. They'll have no evidence of panhandling. They're just making it up. And they'll call the law enforcement and they'll lie to the law enforcement. And the law enforcement will act on that lie and try to remove somebody for breaking some statute. They're trying to criminalize his ability to speak. And he will get one, two, three, four, five officers engaging in him, trying to get him to speak to incriminate himself. And he has no, no duty or obligation to interact with these law enforcement because he's done nothing wrong. And you can watch it over and over and over again how law enforcement operate under color of law and lie to him repeatedly while you're panhandling. You can't have the appearance of being homeless. What the heck is that? What law determines how somebody can appear or somebody perceives someone's appearance? They make crap up. And Jeff is very respectful and very professional in the face 
of people that are using their authority to threaten him with trespass, which is an unlawful thing, criminalization of his First Amendment and Fourth Amendment rights. They put him in duress because there's two, three, four, five of them surrounding him. Is he free to go? I don't know. If he tries to leave, will they aggress him? Does he need permission from them to disengage from them? He hasn't done anything wrong. Do I need to get a distance from the master? Hey, master, can I go? Can I go and return to do whatever I need to do? Do I need your permission to leave and go back to my car without being harassed and you getting my license plate and threatening my family? It's horrible. But this is what we've come to. We don't understand that the that multiple officers surrounding us and trying to jabberjaw us into recognizing and respecting and submitting to their authority. I'm sorry, that's not free. What is duress? Remember I said ITDC, intimidations, threats, D is duress. Every individual should have the autonomy to make decisions for themselves. Unfortunately, situations sometimes occur where that is not the case. When someone threatens another person with the intentions of getting them to do something they normally wouldn't have done, it could possibly be considered duress. I don't want to sign that agreement to become part of a medical experiment. You're putting me in duress. While there are different definitions to exactly what duress encompasses, making it important to consult a legal professional in your specific area, understanding the basics of duress can be important to recognizing it. As stated above, the basic definition of duress is unlawfully threatening another person with the intention of getting them to do something they normally wouldn't do. So if I have the ability to walk on the sidewalk and the officer says, I need you to stand over here, well, that's not something I would normally do. You have stopped me. I wanted to continue from point A to point B. You don't have the lawful right to stop me and you don't have the lawful right to move me you don't have the lawful right to threaten my movement, and you don't have the, the ability to tell me to sit down on the curb, put my hands behind my back, s- extend my legs, and cross them. I'm not a dog. I don't care about your safety, officer. It is up to you to make decisions about your safety. I need to be concerned about my safety, and you have no concern for my safety. There's no duty for you to defend or protect me at all. That's a bumper sticker to protect and serve. The Supreme Court has made that null and void. And the high school down in Florida and the security guard who didn't protect those students proves that. And their mounting cases coming out of the Supreme Court have validated that there is no duty for a public servant to protect or to serve. It's not reasonable. Let's go down another one. How about coercion? Here's the C, I-T-D-C, coercion. Compulsion, force, duress. It may be either actual, meaning direct or positive, where physical force is put upon a man to compel him to do an act against his will or implied. Where where the relation of the parties is such that one is under subjection to to the other and is thereby constrained to do what his free will would refuse. Supreme Court precedent on this is included in State versus Darlington, Clapel versus Trent, Radicli 
versus Ilthoans and Pazer versus New York. I cannot be coerced to act against my will. I don't want to be unlawfully detained and someone threaten me with threat after threat and move and surround me and intimidate me and get me into fight, flight, fright mode. Leave me alone. You don't have any authority to me. You have none over top of me. The only time you have law enforcement has authority over another individual is when they have all of the elements of the probable cause that a crime has occurred. A crime is about to occur. A crime is, is in progress. Supported by a probable cause affidavit to, issuant, to issuance of a warrant to arrest my movement. Absent of that, you're using the color of law to do something to stop me from doing exercising my liberty. For me, folks, me just wanting to speak for three minutes at a school board meeting, all I wanted to do was talk. I had it all written down. And the school board said, you cannot speak. I'm going to deprive you of your constitutional right to redress my government at the appropriate time, in the appropriate place, in the appropriate manner. I wanted to speak about an agenda item when the agenda items were up for discussion. And they said, you can't speak to us until you surrender your Fourth Amendment because we need to know who you are. I said, you, you don't need to. You want to. You have no lawful authority to demand me surrendering who I am. It's none of your freaking business. I just want to speak for three minutes. Well, if you don't give us your name, we're going to take those guys in blue and we're going to have them use authority over you and remove you from a public place. Well, what would happen if I don't go? What would you do to me if I don't surrender to their bogus authority? Well, we'll arrest you for criminal, for defiant trespass. Oh my gosh, you will affect violence on me, the law enforcement, but you don't have any authority to do so. Well, please don't do that. I just want to inform you, you're violating my constitutional rights, depriving me of my rights. The school board doesn't have the authority to remove me from this building. I'm a law-abiding citizen. They're making things up. They're, they're infringing upon my constitutional rights. Law enforcement officer, you don't have the authority because you have no probable cause to remove me from this building. You're acting under the school board's direction. Foul. Get the probable cause. After. No, we're not going to do that. We just need to get you out of here. Yeah, but you're doing it unlawfully. I don't care. What crime did I commit? You didn't commit a crime. So then you don't have the lawful authority to remove. And it's like this circular argument that you can't debate on the sidewalk. And I personally have been very respectful, very professional, very courteous, and very clear. Please don't do this. This is outside your qualified immunity authority. Go call the district attorney. Call your supervisor because I'm putting you on notice that you're not acting under lawful authority. You're doing this personally. Unless you can present me a record that you have objected to somebody commanding you to do this, you're guilty. Well, those records don't exist, folks. Let's go this one. Um, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go to kidnapping. What is kidnapping? The forcible abduction 
or stealing away of a man, woman, or child from their own country and sending them to another. It's none. It's an offense punishable at the common law by fine and imprisonment. In American law, the word is seldom, if at all, applied to the abduction of other persons than children and the attempt to sway them out of the country does not seem to constitute a necessary part of the offense. The term is said to include false imprisonment. So let's, let's look at this. So I've done nothing wrong. Officer comes up and he unlawfully detains me. And then he officiates that detainment by putting me in handcuffs, which now becomes an arrest. I am not free to move. He has used pain compliance devices to establish domination, dominion over me. He has turned me into his slave. And whether he keeps the slave in public or he's going to put this slave into a car, when that person representing authority is going to move me from one place to another, do I know where he's going to take me? Could he possibly put me in a container ship and send me somewhere else? I don't know. I don't trust them to do anything lawful. They don't have a right to put me in that car to restrain my movement, and they certainly don't have the right to move me from the sidewalk, particularly when I've done nothing wrong. But this is normal, folks. This happens every single day. Our laws are to incriminate the poor. They don't have the resources to fight against this unlawfulness. They don't know their rights. They're just constantly oppressed and repressed and put on probation, put in jail. They're kidnapped. The homeless people are scooped up. Now, unfortunately, law enforcement thinks that they're doing them a service. By the taking them and putting them in jail, at least they'll be warm and at least they'll be out of the elements and they'll get three square meals in a dungeon that is not sanitary, that has got oppressive, pretty much psychopaths ruling over them. I do this to help pierce the conscience of every living human being. One, as free citizens, we don't know what it's like to be free. We have been conditioned to submit to authority, however, if it's lawful or unlawful. And those that are in the profession of public service, you have a tremendous responsibility. And when you encounter a free citizen, I know it's obnoxious to you because it's asking you to be held accountable for the, what you're supposed to be doing in that role of public servants. And I, I'm not going to create... What is a good public servant? What is a bad public servant? I don't know. I know that all humans are wicked. All humans are wicked. And I expect them to behave consistent with their nature as wicked humans. I'm surprised when they act counter to their nature. And I am celebrate when one public servant is going to stop another public servant acting depraved. Doesn't happen very often. But I want to celebrate and acknowledge that officer that is going to stop the unlawful officer. I think they need to be put up on a pedestal and say, you are counter to the culture. You are a unicorn. Great. You need to be recognized. You need to be promoted to establish and recognize and appreciate that citizens have the right to be free.
unmolested. I hope you find this interesting, educational, beneficial. Do your own research. Don't believe a word I said. Assume I'm not reading this out of the Cornell Law Dictionary or Black's Law Dictionary. Assume I'm not. And go do your own research and download 18 U.S.C. 242 and 42 U.S.C. 1983 and 3703, 3705. Read them and see if it applies to you. Thanks. This is Culture Contrarian. And put that in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. Take care. Welcome to Modern...